Hello everyone, and welcome to Left Turns. I'm Mistress Magi, and it's only going to be me tonight. Um, Mr. Magi is um, already in bed. He's got some new pills, I've got some new pills, and we're having one hell of a time. <laughs> um, I wanted to um, touch base again today. I know we skipped out on Thursdays, and, you know, it's kind of sucky, but, you know, our new pills are really doing us in right now. Um, his are because of pain. He has a pulled muscle. So he's got a muscle relaxer in which is knocking him out. <laughs> I have new antidepressant medicine in which I haven't taken antidepressants in, um, I'd say nine years, almost 10. So it's, uh, it's affecting me quite a bit. I'm a little afraid of taking antidepressants, um, so I wanted to kind of touch base on, you know, uh, if there's any moms out there who have had postpartum depression, or in my case, um, I had borderline postpartum psychosis, and that's a little bit worse and can be a lot more dangerous. So I wanted to touch base with all the moms out there. I don't know how many are listening in or how many have dealt with um with this type of thing but you know I wanted to have a voice out there for it but no me myself um mine mine started when my second oldest was born I ended up with a postpartum psychosis and I went on I, I say that even though you know there's a reason in which I'm saying it and I'll get into that um I don't normally self-diagnose, but for this, they say it was postpartum depression. I say psychosis because of what it is that I I was seeing. Um, but you know, if you're out there and you're you're feeling down, you're feeling like really really bad about you know you just had this baby and you're supposed to feel wonderful. I'm gonna tell you right now, that's not the case. It's not the case at all. Um, I could not bond with my second oldest right away. I was afraid to. I don't know if anybody else has felt this way, but I was absolutely terrified to bond with my, with my second oldest because, um, I was afraid that if I loved him, that it would take away from my oldest. And I didn't want to do that to him. I didn't feel that it was fair. So, and of course... You know, I, I've loved him longer because he's been around longer, right? So I didn't want to um, to be a bad mom, basically. I didn't want to feel like a bad mom. But in doing so, I felt like a bad mom. Um, so I got the, uh, the baby blues shortly after he was born. I had a really, really hard time breastfeeding with him. Um, just because, you know, I didn't want to bond you know, um, I did, I still breastfed him. He was, I breastfed him longer than I breastfed the oldest and it actually keeps going more and more. <laughs> I, uh, my youngest had, I've breastfed the absolute longest. Um, but no, I, uh, because of the baby blues, it just got worse and worse, and I actually visualized myself killing both my kids. 
and that hurt like a bitch. It really hurt me because, you know, I love my kids. I do, even though I didn't bond with the, uh, the second oldest right away. I still loved him. Um, but it took, let's see, I'd say about four months. I think it was like anywhere between two and four months for me to really bond with him. And that was because my oldest got sick and he was still like, he was still really young. Um, they're two years apart, two years, one month apart. So when he got sick, my baby was really, really young at that point, And we, uh, we had to keep him quarantined. So I took off to my mother-in-law's place while he stayed home with the oldest or the oldest stayed home with daddy anyway. Um, <laughs> but I, this feels so monotone, but I promise it. It was a little harder for me. I took a camera and I just sat there and I took pictures and I played with him and I had so much fun, but I still visualized myself killing my kids. I, I visualized myself throwing them off the balcony, throwing them up against the wall. And that was extremely, extremely tough for me to do. Um, so first thing I did was that's the point in which I actually went to go get help. I knew I needed help at that point. Um, first time I ever went to go see a counselor, first time I ever did anything of the sort and got any help, um, they put me on, oh, what was the name of that? Paxil, Paxil, that's it. And that ended up perfectly fine for a year after I was done breastfeeding and my hormones started to like really balance out from that it actually went total sideways and I visualized myself killing my kids again while on the antidepressants. Um, so first thing I did at that point is something that they tell you never to do. I stopped taking the pills 100%. Like, that was it for that. Um, so I went, a, I went ahead and, you know, never... Never went on the pills again because I was absolutely terrified. So at this point, I am so scared. I haven't had a bout of, you know, postpartum depression again, postpartum psychosis, anything like that. So um, normally this is a little bit more entertaining because I have somebody to bounce it off of, but it's just me. <laughs> but no, it's postpartum, postpartum depression is not anything to be ashamed of ashamed of. And it's not anything to sit there and take lightly. It is something that is devastating to the mom. No mom wants to sit there and be like, yeah, you know, I'm so sad all the time and it's so hard. And no, I get it. It is. It's extremely hard to have a baby. It's extremely hard to have other kids. It's extremely hard altogether. And no, you don't need to be happy all the time. You don't need to be, you know, ecstatic all the time. With my oldest, I had a smile on my face all the time. And I I was actually told that it was not normal. <laughs> I had a smile on my face. But that's also because, like, I waited 14 years. No, 10 years. 10 years for him. And it took a really, really long time. Not because I was trying to have a baby. 
I had him when I was 24. I wanted a baby since I was 14. But I'm not the type of person to sit there and get pregnant just because. And, uh, you know, if it was an accident, it was an accident. There's nothing I could do about it. But I'm not going to sit there and put a man in the place of like, hey, I'm pregnant. You got to stay with me. Um, it's just the way that I am. And, you know, again, if if I happen to get pregnant just because, then that's a, hey, sorry. I didn't even know. I thought that we were doing everything all right. Apparently not. The gods have other plans for us, I guess. <laughs> but no, it's postpartum depression is just your body's way I think of just saying it's okay you just need you just need a little bit of you time even if you're breastfeeding give the baby to somebody else and go in your room and just you know put on headphones listen to music and read a book just do something but know that it will get better it does not stick around it does not stay forever and if it does then that's not postpartum depression that's something that you need to go talk to your doctor about. That it's something that's more uh, baby blues I get. And it's completely normal. Honestly, if I think about it, like, if I really, really think about it, like, if you really, really think about it, take a look at everybody who has had a baby. They get overwhelmed. They didn't know what they were in for beforehand. Nobody can prepare you for that. You could sit there and trust me, I've done it. I've babysat. I have been the perfect babysitter. And then you have your own baby. You can't give that back. It's not a couple hours. It's not like a day or two. It's lifetime commitment. So if you're not frustrated, frazzled, and, you know, feeling like that you want to pull your hair out, and you're not crying thinking that you're a bad mom or you know, anything like that, then that's not completely normal. Even with my oldest, I had crying fits when he would cry and I couldn't calm him down. I'd sit there, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm such a horrible mom. You know, all of that. You're not. I promise. <laughs> and I know that it, you know, everybody could say that and, you know, it's not necessarily the truth. But no, I'm telling you it is. I'm, I'm the type of person who sits there and will tell you the absolute truth. Absolute. So much so it actually scares people away from me. <laughs> I'm not going to sit there and and lie to anybody. Not at all. So when I tell you it's normal and everybody goes through it, it's normal and everybody goes through it. If you're not sitting there frazzled, then, you know, are you really, truly experiencing the whole the whole childhood, the whole infancy. It's kind of like a rite of passage, I guess you could say. And trust me, I've been there. Hell, just today, I've been there. <laughs> we uh, are soon to be two-year-old. Still fights us when it goes, when, when it comes to sleep time. He uh, like literally fights us elbow to the chest, climbing all over you, yelling, throwing stuff at you if he can. <laughs> He's a very um, 
emotional child. <laughs> I love him to bits, but once he gets tired, it's just, it's lots of fun. <laughs> but no, this is just it. Like, when it comes to anything, even if you're a mom of an older kid, I have a teenage, well, soon-to-be teenager. I have a preteen. I have a toddler and I have a preschooler. Those I've got like almost every stage and it is each of them have their own struggles. Each of them have their own in independent personalities, I guess you could say. My soon to be teenager less than six months away from being a teenager I think it is anyway um, talks back a lot doesn't even realize that that's what it is that, that they're doing Like they just they fight me tooth and nail and they drive me nuts and I want to pull my hair out but excuse me but what can like what am I going to do just sit there and be like hey see ya I don't want anything to do with you. No, you stick with it. You you go and you continuously show them that, you know what? You could do all of these things and I'll still love you. And that's just it. Like moms and dads, for the most part, still love you. And I'm not going to say that about every mom and dad because, well, I have my own experiences. So I know that that's not necessarily the case but I at least try to show my kids it's just like you know what you could be the worst person in the world and I I might not respect what it is that you've done but I will always 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 love you the the love is unconditional it doesn't matter um (laughs) this is this is a little difficult because I don't have somebody to bounce stuff off of. And I, I don't think I've really realized it. But no, if you're a mom or a dad even, because dads can get dads can get the baby blues too. You got to think of the guy's perspective, right? It's all of a sudden it's gone from you being able to do these things with him, especially, especially sexually to all of a sudden, you're not really able to do a whole lot. Because, well, for the first little while, you've got, you know, bleeding. After that, it, I swear, babies have this psychic connection. I I don't know, maybe it's just mine. But (laughs) you sit there and and you just, like, tap each other on the shoulder and that kid starts waking up. (laughs) Things just don't don't happen the way the, that that they maybe would have at one point. Um, so it's it's hard on the dad just as much as it Yes, the mom has more when it comes to breastfeeding and all of that stuff, but I'm talking about just the the changes, the changes in the dynamic from two people to all of a sudden three or four, you know, and things change. Things constantly are changing when it comes to a, to a family life like that. All of a sudden, it's you get used to an infant and you've got a toddler. He's running around all over the place. And <laughs> it is, it's scary to think of how quickly 
oh God, they grow up so quickly. And just when you think that you've got your head wrapped around something, there's a new stage that's like just right around that corner and you're going to be fucked all over again. (laughs) The toddler stage, I had babies who all of them walked before one, every single one of them, but the youngest, which was actually the oldest, the youngest walker was seven and a half months seven and a half months and he decided that he was going to walk around he was determined to learn how to walk seven and a half months he walked five and a half months he crawled that's not normal (laughs) by any means and you know just when I thought that I got the baby stage all figured out I never ever got the teeny tiny time my kids were massive my kids were huge so I struggled with the infancy. I struggled with the toddler because although we lived in an apartment for at least a large majority of it, at the same time, once you move into a townhouse, even if it's like with family members or whatever, there's stairs, there's dangers. Now you're on your toes for that. You've got to teach the kid how to walk up and down the stairs. You've got to, you know, it's a constant learning curve. And luckily, um, before the youngest two were born, we did get to a point where, you know, the kids could get their own breakfast and they could, you know, set themselves up and get ready. So that was good. That was good because then, you know, they're a little bit more independent. They're good to go. But then you end up with different. And it's always, it's always different obstacles you know you have the the toddler temper tantrums sure but it's one thing when they're just screaming on the ground to all of a sudden they can hold up an argument for the most part (laughs) and I, I do I love my kids but it's hot like I I take back give me the infant stage all over again. I can handle that. I don't like cleaning up poop, but I will take the poop over the teenager 100,000%. Like it is, it is insane. So if you are struggling at any point, if you're a mom or a dad at any point, at any stage, and you're having a hard time, it is normal. And not just, you know, people say, Oh, the terrible twos are horrible. No, no, no. The horrible threes are much worse. And if you do not understand that, then you never let your kids survive the twos. <laughs> Once they get to teenagehood, it is different. It's not worse. It's not better. It's just different. It's just a different um, dynamic. I guess you could say. So you're always going to struggle. You're always going to have, you know, these fears in which come up. You're always going to have the thought process of, you know, I'm not being like, I'm not a good mom. There's something wrong with me and I'm going to fuck my kids up and they're going to need therapy for the rest of their lives. And trust me, not always is that going to be the case. They might need therapy. But you're doing the best of your abilities, the best to your abilities. And they will understand that. 
they will understand that one day. My oldest, although has, you know, some anxiety issues, um, not because of me for the most part, when he was really, really young, because of the way that I grew up, I wasn't the world's greatest and I probably wasn't a very good mom, but that whole visualizing myself killing them kind of put me into perspective and I went and I got help and I continuously got help and I kept going and I kept going and you know I was I was oh, I was fucked up bad I was fucked up so bad um growing up but that's because my parents didn't care they didn't my dad was never around and if he was around it was verbally and mentally and physically abusive um, he was high all the time and it was just not a very good place but I'm betting you that if you're sitting there you're worried about whether or not you're a good mom more than likely you are being a good mom now, I don't know everybody's predicament, but, you know, if you're if you're worried that you're not and it's really, really bothering you, then maybe it's about time that you go talk to somebody. Find out. They've got classes on, you know, how to be a good parent. So maybe try taking one of those. If you're really, really worried about it, go for family counseling. Bring your kids in as well. Find out what the issues are. And if you know that you have issues, get them looked at. Don't worry about whether or not child protective services or, you know, anything like that are going to take away your kids because they actually see that as a good thing. You're trying to get help. Luckily, my psychiatrist, I think that that's what he was. Um, I can never remember the difference between the two. The one that likes to push pills, at least mine did. <laughs> but he said, you know, the, with everything that I've been through, I was like a elephant who was tied to a tree for two years or, you know, longer. And all of a sudden you could take off that, that tie and the elephant will still stay there. So I'm still working on all of that. But he also said that he wasn't worried about me trying to kill my kids because just the way in which I reacted to it tells him that more than likely that's not going to happen. Um, so I'm on new antidepressants now and the side effects are really getting to me so far. I'm just tired all the time and just mostly just beat my mouth is dry and I'm just beat constantly so I have been going to bed super early and I've been waking up super late still only get about seven hours max but <laughs> that's just me apparently I just don't like to sleep for very long but no I've been going to bed at about midnight every night and you know, even before that, I think one night it was 10 o'clock. And that's, as you could tell from when we normally do these, that's not normal. Um, so basically, I don't know. Um, if you feel that you're a bad parent, un 
understand that, you know, we as other parents know where you came, like where you're coming from. We know what it's like to have the kids. I have four running around here. <laughs> four, and they're homeschooled. So they're in this nice, small two-bedroom apartment with us. 24 hours a day, <laughs> seven days a week. Trust me, I know. I know how exhausting being being a parent is. And, you know, I'll take back the baby stage at any point because it was probably the easiest. So if you're a new mom and you don't have any other kids, sleep when that baby sleeps. Do not take that for granted because the first baby is probably the easiest because you don't have to worry about another baby. You don't have to worry about older kids right away, right? Um, so that's my advice for that. Sleep when the baby sleeps. Be well rested. Take care of you just as much as you take care of the baby. If you have somebody at home who can help you, great. Hand that baby over. Go into the bedroom and do something for you right away, like when you need it. If you don't have somebody, but, you know, you have somebody who maybe doesn't live with you, ask for help. It's not a sign of weakness. It is not at all the sign of a weakness. It is you trying to take care of you so that you can better take care of that baby. And if you don't have anybody, and trust me, I know what that's like too, if you don't have anybody to help you, then there are services in which can help you. I'm not saying, you know, not by any means, do not take this as a, I'm saying give the baby up. No, there are services probably in your community in which will help you by, I think here we've got a health nurse in which comes by and helps you out when you need it the smallest things at least and you could probably take a little break with that I don't know I've never used that one I've always had my husband um we've been very very fortunate where we've both been able to stay home when the babies are really young um but you know I think that this is going to be more along the lines of like a mental health parent type deal because that's what it is that I'm going through. Um, my pills that I'm on are not just for my mental health, but also it has been known to work as a pain relief. So I'm trying to use it for mostly the pain relief. Um, since, since my dad has died, I haven't really had to worry about my mental health too much. I still have some issues because, well, of course, I'm broken. Right? I'm very broken, and I know this. And at the same time, my social worker that I had not too long ago, she said, you're not broken. Because broken means that you could be fixed. And I know I can't be fixed because, you know, it's it's a part of me now. It's always going to be a part of me. Um, I just need to kind of work with that. Work around it. It's a little 
straw house on my big land of property, I guess. Something like that. <laughs> but no, it's... Honestly, you're not doing as bad of a job as you think you are. You're probably doing a fabulous job. You just... You can't see it. And one day those babies will tell you that you're doing a good job. It might take them a while. They're going to hate you. That's okay. All kids are going to hate you. Hell, my two-year-old, almost two-year-old, hates me every now and then. Like today when I tried to put him down for a nap. Absolutely despised me today. Um, my oldest hates me constantly. At least, I think, I think they do. <laughs> My second oldest is still at that stage to where, you know, mommy's the greatest. And my second youngest is a daddy's boy. 100% daddy's boy. So, he only likes me every now and then. <laughs> but that's okay. Kids are going to be... I guess this is what it is that you need to know. All kids are assholes. No matter what anybody says to you, and I know that that's going to be a very, very um, unliked opinion, but all kids are assholes at one point or another. And you just have to understand that, guess what? To them, you're an asshole too. <laughs> and, you know, just kind of work with that and understand that some days you're going to like them some days you're not some days you'll always love them but that doesn't mean that you're always going to like them sometimes you're just going to want them to you know I tell my kids all the time like I'm going to sell you on the black market but then I'll buy you back tomorrow <laughs> everybody has issues you can't expect to sit there and like a person 24-7. Even your best friend, you end up hating them every now and then. Hell, I tell my husband, I'm like, you know, last night, I just wanted to smother you with a pillow. He gets it. He completely gets it. He's like, sometimes I want you too. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's understanding that you're not always going to like a person, even if it's your babies. You're going to love them unconditionally. You're always going to be there for them. But you're not always going to like them. You're going to like sit there. I think the youngest has a habit of putting the um, their iPad on us. Okay, it's not their iPad, but they're they're watching it. Because they they like to, to interact with us with it. But it's constantly like throwing it at us. And you kind of get annoyed with that. You get annoyed with that quite easily. Um, and, you know, you sit there and it's just like, dude, seriously? Go away. I cannot handle you right now. I just need you to go away. You still love them. I give them a hug and I give them a kiss. And it's just like, okay, you need to go play over there now. <laughs> because mommy needs, mommy needs a break. I disappear into my bedroom and I lock the door. And it's just like, okay, mommy needs a break. Y'all can just fuck off racing right now right? you need to take care of you and once you calm yourself down then come back out and you talk to the kids and you know it's easier once they get older because you can actually sit down and have that conversation 
but at the same time you could start now i start with my with my youngest and she's like mommy is just not too happy right now and you need to give mommy a little bit of a break he doesn't get it but it gets him used to me talking to him like that it gets him used to to all of that i'm not once saying that i don't love them i'm not once saying you know that i want the like that i i don't care about them i give them a hug i give them a kiss i say mommy loves you but i need you to go play over there right now you know you could do it in a nice way my older ones now mind you we have a, a relationship with our older children to where we can like we sit there and we we bicker back and forth i guess you could say and it's it's completely okay because they laugh about the whole thing and they they pull the same attitude and it's just like okay you're pissing me off go away <laughs> they laugh and they understand that i don't mean it and, you know, if they thought anything different, then they could easily come and talk to us about it. We wouldn't get upset. So we have that, that wonderful relationship. I actually, uh, okay, the oldest is 12. The second oldest is 10. They do not tell me to fuck off. They know better than that. But at the same time, I could tell them, you know, piss off. And they start giggling. And it's just like, no, I'm not going to. <laughs> and, you know, we have that wonderful relationship with them. And I, I think that we do anyway. But at the same time, it's just, you know, every now and then it's just like, okay, you need to go away. If you do not go away, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I don't want to do that. Okay? I know mommy has a, an anger issue. So just... Go watch your videos. Go like lay down in your bed and do something. They understand that when I say that, it means it means business. So we have that joking relationship, but we also have that very serious relationship of, you know, they know where I've come from. They know what I've been through. And they understand that the way in which I raise them isn't the way in which I'm used to. So my anger can become big. And they just need to give me some space and maybe help out with the younger ones. Because mommy's going through a little bit of a hard time right now. And then they let me go into my room, calm myself down, come back out. It's when you have that open relationship with your kids that they'll understand more. And then, you know, you could sit there, you could yell. And it's just like, dude, I'm getting to that point where I'm getting very, very frustrated. And you need to walk away right now. And, you know they'll be able to do that because they know if they keep pushing you the mommy in which scares them comes out <laughs> I don't beat my kids I don't do anything like that but I can yell quite a bit and they don't like that mommy and I don't like that mommy it makes me cry but you know if you have any any concerns if you have any worries is your kid happy? Is your kid healthy? Is your kid eating? Like that's that's your job right there. Your job isn't to be liked by your kid 24/7. I'm not liked by my kids 24/7. Sometimes they get mad at me, sometimes they hate me. And you know, especially when I'm giving them trouble 
right now it's a why are you over like why are you over exaggerating mommy and it drives me nuts oh so bad she's like no it's not over exaggerating when i've asked you five times by this point this is the natural reaction <laughs> but no it's you might not be liked all the time you might not be like they're going to love you no, I don't think that there's a child out there who doesn't love their parents. If you don't love your parents, then something has gone seriously wrong. Even I, even I have loved my parents and I love my parents. It's just, I don't like them because of things that I've been through. And it's, it's hard. But... Sorry, I have a dry throat. <laughs> but no, I, um, uh, you're not meant, you're not meant to like them all the time. You're not meant to, to have the best relationship all the time. And this is coming from somebody who wants that. I want that so badly. I want a happy relationship with my kids 24-7. I want to be their best friend. I want all of that. But I know it's unrealistic. I know that it's not healthy for them, and I'm the first person to stand up and, you know, tell them, you need to stop this right now. And I'm, I'm, you know, it's, I don't know. <laughs> I want the white picket fence. I want the happy-go-lucky kids. I want the, I want all of that. But at the same time, I know it's not always going to be that happiness they're gonna get grounded they're gonna do something stupid but to them it's not stupid it's they know like they don't know what the consequences are even if you even if you tell them excuse me even if you tell them a million times they're not gonna know the consequences until they do something to fuck it up for themselves you could sit there and be like hey i learned my lesson through doing this 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 and this they're still going to go do the same thing. They're still going to go find their own way. I had a uh, second oldest. I need to find names for them. But the second oldest uh, was sitting on the office chair completely wrong and ends up, after I tell him multiple times, sit on my furniture properly, you're going to hurt yourself. He still sat on it like that. And it tipped. It fell over. He fell on his face and, you know, started to freak out. And it's just like, well, I told you not to do that. They're going to do stupid stuff. They're going to do, you know, they're, they just, they don't know. And you don't know what you don't know, right? You don't know how things are going to affect you. You don't know how how wonderful things are going to turn out or how awful things can turn out until it's too late. And they think that they've got the whole world in their hands because they're at that point and they're going to have a hard reality. But at the same time, that's what I'm there for. I'm there to help them through it. I'm there to pick up the pieces and put them back together. And that's what you're there for. You're not there to be their best friend. You're there to sit there and be like, listen here, you little shit. You better listen to me. Because I know what's good for you. And when you don't, then you know I'm going to laugh at you. <laughs> no. I do. I, tell, I do tell them that. 
but at the same time, I don't laugh at them unless it's something like absolutely hilarious. And it's just like, oh yeah, yeah, I told you not to do that. How did it feel? Well, it felt funny. Well, yeah. <laughs> but if they're seriously hurt, I don't laugh at them. Um, it's only when it's like, well, I slid on my bum and it bumped my bum a few times. And it's just like, uh-huh. Then what'd you do to, uh, to do that? I did this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. And I think, uh, I don't know. If you're not, if you're not doing, if you're not doing it to where you feel like that you're being a bad parent, you're not really doing it right. Not, not in my opinion. If you feel like that, you know, sunshine is coming out your asshole 24 hours a day, then what are you doing? Like, what, what is it that's, that's causing that? Because that's, that's not the normal in which I've seen. And please, if that is the case, please tell me your secrets because I want to know. As a mom who is exhausted 24 hours a day, I need to know. Coffee is my best friend over the last little bit. And, you know, right now it is almost 3 o'clock in the morning. Shit. And I'm exhausted. <laughs> so I'm probably going to leave this here. Um, I wanted to let you guys know, if you're still listening, if you're still listening to me babble, um, I wanted to let you all know that probably going to end up not doing these as often right now but not because we don't want to but because I need to get used to my pills I have to go two weeks on the low dose and then I up it to double that and then I up it again to double that so I am afraid that I'm going to be sleeping 24 hours a day <laughs> and I've been going to bed really early um, so there probably is not going to be a Thursday show. Um, I'm going to still try to get these out maybe once a week. But just until I can figure out me, the new me, the me on the pills, I guess you could say. And if you have any, any depression symptoms, whether it be postpartum or like regular... Like, don't even want to call it regular depression, but just depression, manic depressive or anything like that. If you have any of those symptoms, please, please, please. I don't care if you have a kid. I don't care if you don't just go ask for help because, you know, you need to be, you need to understand you and you need to know that there are people there that are going to support you. Oh, God, excuse me. Um, there are people around you in which are going to support you. There are people around you in which do love you. And if you don't feel that that's the case, I want you to keep looking. If you need somebody to talk to, I'm completely open to talk. I am on Twitter and I am on Instagram and I am on um, Facebook. Just let me know. I will for sure sit there and try to help as many people as I can. But right now it's also me helping me. So I'm going to basically sit here and try to figure out my brain right now. 
and hopefully his muscles start repairing themselves because yeah his uh he doesn't like being on a muscle relaxer much less like naproxen which is like an ibuprofen we're not pill people we really aren't we despise taking pills that being said if we need to take pills we will and you know the same goes for the kids if we need an antibiotic we're on we're on it um but if we don't need to take the pills then we won't take the pills it's i don't know we just we like to be a little bit more natural and i suffer through i've got left facet um basically the the pieces in between your neck bone which is supposed to be like cartilage mine is gone it's shot it's actually disappeared so it's bone on bone on my neck and anybody who has that in their back it hurts like hell or or your knees it hurts like hell in the neck it's hard because you actually have to like lift up your head 24 hours a day or at least so long as you're awake and even if you're sleeping it supports it so that's what these pills are supposed to be helping me for but I suffer through a lot of pain because of that and I won't take narcotics or anything like that because of it so I'm not the type of person who steps into taking pills lightly but it's only getting worse and it's hurting so bad so I have to do something or else I can't do anything with my kids and that's my biggest fear is that I can't do anything that I'll, I will be worthless to my kids um, and I don't I don't like the idea of that but yeah if you have any issues if you have anything that you want to talk about you could text or text me tweet me you can send me a message on Instagram I think that you can anyway um, you can send me a message on Facebook I will do my best to get it on Facebook but sometimes it doesn't like to tell me that I have anything um, so Twitter is probably the best way to get a hold of me um, I was also I want like there was so much that I wanted to do and wanted to get into but I don't think I will really be able to right now um, at least not until not until I know for sure how I am completely with this so be sure to look out for you know follow me on Twitter I will tell you there on whether or not a new video will be coming out or video podcast if a new podcast comes out then I'll put it in there um, if not like, I don't know <laughs> I don't know if not I'm tired. It's sleepy time for me. Um, so I'm going to go to bed and I will leave this here. I'm going to post this at about, I think it was 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time from now on. Um, so yeah, follow me and I will let you know whether or not something's out. But I believe Thursdays are out right now. Okay, so have a good night. Bye.